So, I wanted to share a scripture with you, and uh, it comes from Matthew, the 22nd chapter, Matthew, the 22nd chapter. And uh, we can go through this boy, but parable with many parts. I don't deal with this one aspect of it this But there are many, many facets to the parable. So starting from verse one in last great priest. Jesus also told them other times, said the kingdom of heaven can be illustrated by the story of a king interfered a great wedding feast for his son. When the banquet was ready, he sent his servants to notify those who were invited, but they had all refused to come. Now, some of the Stories that are probably in the Bible, uh, they're not, they use a strict definition of the parable. Um, they're not all the parables, some are illustrations and other types of literary devices. But this one, we can. We can say in it is really fit the criteria of power because uh the king or the ruler or person in charge would have some connection to hang in the study government. This one, there uh, is a son, and uh, you know, usually that would fit uh, Jesus. Uh, but um, so, so this this is the word meant to give a biting lesson, and I'm sure that they were, particularly religious folks. Figuring pretty unsettled by it. Now, verse number three when the banquet was ready, he sent the servant to notify those who were invited, but they refused to come. Was read. So, he sent all the servants to tell them the feast has been prepared, the bowl of the fatted cattle. Here, everything is ready. Come to the banquet. But the case he had invited to ignore them and what they'll really want to swarm and 
of his business on the seas, which messaged with them, insulted them, and killed them. And all this made Jesus telling his story, there was implication that he's talking about himself, even, you know, talk about prophets that delivered messages in the past of some of whom were killed. This is an extremely rich parable, and like I said, there are many golden parts to it. But I show you real life. Look at the a good way of understanding a parable and understanding this parable is look at the literal sense of what is being said. Something like in a spiritual sense with it. But definitely we as a metaphor, meaning behind the literal words and literal meaning. So, customarily, um, when uh, people are invited to a, a, an occasion like this, and they still that way today, they will send out the first set of invitations. And they will send out the invitation to the people who were, as we would say today, top notch, uh, important folk, people who could give good gifts or whatever we do it today and still doing it for a long time. But that would be the first set of invitations to the people who had standing in the community. And these people went about their own business and they just didn't accept the invitation. And uh, if you look at verse 7, the king was furious and he sent out his army to destroy the murderers. And he said to his servants, the wedding feast is ready, and the guests have invited, and it's worthy of the honor. And go out to the streets, street corners, and invite everyone you see. For the servant brought in everyone they could find, good, bad alike, and the banquet all was filled with yeah. This would be very annoying, certain, this would certainly make a lot of people furious, especially the religious folks who I said, because that was one of the contentions between Jesus and many of these religious groups. How God is for everyone. The good, far, the bad, the people, the homeless, you know, the people of, um, of no esteem and business importance, 
But the binding part of this parable so far is that the Jew had the first opportunity to accept Jesus to afford the soul in our in our present day. Uh, in the historical element, you'd say that yes, there were lots of people who had ample opportunity to accept Christ, but did not. But the gospel is for everyone. But like I said at the beginning, I'm not going to go into the details of what I consider a very complex problem. Okay. So, repeating verse 10, so the servants brought in everyone they could find, good, bad. But when the king came, verse 11, and to meet the guests, he noticed a man who wasn't wearing the proper clothes for a wedding. And this is the portion that I'd like to just spend a few minutes with you on. This clothing was proper clothing. Because the dynamics of this particle is that now this man is included in the good and the bad and, and, uh, and the people that were brought in from the street corners and so forth. And one, if one don't take the time to think about it, carefully one might say, but this person should accept, we should accept with any clothes that he is. It seems like it is a contradiction. Look how the king addressed him. Friend, he asked, How is it that you are here without wearing clothes? The man had no answer, the man had no reply. Then the king said to his age, Bind his hands and feet and throw him into the other darkness where there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Many are called, but few are chosen. Verse 14, the rule not that before the earth, that by itself is very important. But let's 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 look at this clothing. Now, from the way the question was, was asked, you could make good assumption that the person had wedding God. And and this of course would be here. So he was expected to ask. Now we know also from customs that sometimes when the invitation went out to people who were not of, you know, 
It doesn't say that is the case, but it's possible and very likely that that was the case, that part of the invitation was to the ordinary folk to come to this special occasion, invitation included the outer clothing, many times referred to as the world. I want to deal kind of wrap this up by using this thing about clothing, outer clothing, and for a better understanding the world. Most about it was the world, but you know what what influence it 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 it, it, it we use other terms, but but the Bible constantly refers to robe. Robe had significant meaning depending on the occasion, the purpose. It, it does involve a lot of things: status, love, connection. We know Joseph was the colored robe. We know Jesus, how he was within this purple robe, even if they use it properly. What I want to go through quickly, someone. The references to and uh, just in the book of Revelation alone, just in the book of Revelation alone, just a few instances. Revelations one and thirteen, and in the midst of the lampstand. One like a son of man, dressed in a robe, reaching to the feet, and girded around his chest with a golden belt. And then, Revelation 6 and 11, and to each one of them a white robe was given. And it was said to them that they should rest yet a short time until the number of their fellow slaves and their brethren who were brought to be killed as they had been were completed also. Revelation 7 9 and after these things I looked and beheld a great crowd that no one was able to number. From every nation and tribe and people and language, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, dressed in white robes with palm branches in their hands. Revelation 7 and 13, 
And one of the elders answered, saying to me, These who are dressed in black who are they, and for what have they come? Revelation 7 and 14, And he said to him, My Lord, you know. And he said to me, These are the ones who have come out of the great tribulation. Washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lord. Revelation 22 and 14. Blessed are the ones who wash their robes so that their authority will be over the tree of life that they may enter into the city. Just turn with that. I just told Revelation, but she turns and turns to emphasis to move on to garment, all the garments with certificates of death. For us to understand metaphorically and literally what's happening here, and one has to be ready for the occasion that one is invited to be blessed and one has to be ready for the blessings. We know that without a shadow of a doubt that that woman who touched the hem of Jesus' God, we know it was the other garment and we know it have the mark and usually the edge, usually in purple, that comes out of the Old Testament that was mandated for Jewish people to wear to signify that they were believers and followers of God. And even to this day, you see the purple border Jewish people that they were in worship. And we know that's where as that woman recognized in the Messiahship, the Lordship of Jesus, recognizing the power that he had to heal him. Touch that. Not him, but that border of that Lord. And it signified that Jesus was properly dressed in the sense that he was, he was demonstrating his belief in who he was as a person sent by God. So, let us be reminded and be encouraged that we have to be dressed for the occasion and metaphorically mean that we have been prepared, we are ready, we have made up mind to follow Jesus. So as I said before, there's a lot 
rather than just for the plates, which are actually part. Uh, and you can break it in maybe with the smallest set tool. Um, so I thought today I wanted to share with you how a father can seem with contradicting with the truth and the understanding that lies right there. And there's no contradiction. Either we are ready for the record or we are Amen, amen, amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.